0: Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me again for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is six steps to sizing up a negotiation. Also, going to be having a chat with Christina, who's just recently gone to Singularity Summit, and she's going to give us some great tips that have come back from there. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Clare Campbell, who's a mentor with the Hunter Region Business Hub. We're going to have a chat about starting a small business. Good afternoon, Kimberly.
1: Hi, Julian.
0: So, uh, what sort of things should a person think about when they're starting a small business?
1: Most of us, when we're thinking about starting our business, have already got our business idea floating around in our heads, and it's good to then see if that's going to be a viable business idea, whether you're going to need council approval, any licences, particularly working with children, check if it's applicable, what kind of business insurances you'll need. Do you need capital to start your business? Will you need a loan or is there a plan B that you can get your business started? What's going to be unique about your business that will make it different from all the other businesses out there? And whether you need any qualifications to get up and
0: started. So now I believe there's a program supported by the government, the federal government, that will help small businesses get started.
1: That's right. It's called the NICE program, the New Enterprise Incentive Scheme. It's the longest-running business support program in Australia. It's been going for 27 years, and I believe Mm. the original founders were based in the Hunter, which is pretty exciting. So it's a nationally recognised training program in small business. It's a Certificate 3 or 4 we run here. And the advantage of doing the NICE program at the Business Hub in Curry is that you actually get face-to-face training with a business trainer and you also have a group to bounce your ideas off, get different perspectives on your your business. After you've done the initial five-week training or the seven-weeks FlexiCourse, we offer you 12 months business mentoring and support and you may also be eligible for 9 months income support.
0: So uh, and it's obviously a free bro- program being supported yes. by the government who's eligible to apply for these?
1: So if you're over 18 years of age and you're registered as looking for full-time work, you may be eligible to come along to our niece program.
0: So uh, any business accepted or is a specific, specific criteria?
1: So the specific criteria is that it is a new business. It's not currently operating on a commercial basis. But it can be a business, say, for instance, a gardener. There's lots of gardeners out there, but if you've got a unique take on gardening, for instance, we've had um, a lady that's done garden makeovers. So getting your home ready to sell, she does a garden makeover for you. So it's a unique perspective on gardening, mm. not just another gardener.
0: And, of course, that's one of the uh, tips anyway, isn't it, uh, for a business to have some clear, unique uh, uh, thing to set them apart from their competition? Definitely, um, so you you mentioned that we do a, a training course which is certificated. What sort mm-hmm. of things do they learn on the training course?
1: So the real good thing is that we teach you to think like an entrepreneur, not like um, going to work. You have to have a different mindset. Uh, we learn or you'll learn how to validate your business idea and see if it's a goer, mitigate any risks in your business. You'll learn about branding, marketing, getting your business online, which is really crucial in our digital age. You'll learn sales and marketing techniques, how to pitch and communicate with your potential customers or clients. And then there's the practical requirements of starting a business, council approval, licences, etc. We'll also teach you about cash flow management, budgets, profit and loss statements, and it's not as bad as it sounds. And during the course, you'll put together a business plan for your business, which is a fantastic tool to run your business for the first two years. And in that, we'll cover swap analysis, your marketing plan, operational plan, your financial plan, and most importantly, your action plan to bring it all together.
0: So there's a lot crammed in five weeks there, and uh, obviously some skills to get going. So what happens at the completion of the course?
1: So after you've um, completed your training, you'll put your vi- um, your business plan in for a viability assessment and obviously we make sure that your business is viable and good to go. So you'll go then on to the NICE program where you'll get 12 months one one-on-one business mentoring and we help you keep on track with your business. We're there to be your business buddy and answer any questions you need to help you with your accountability. And we also run special group workshops and group mentoring for our NIECE participants.
0: And, of course, there is uh, some uh, money incentive for people who are coming from an unemployment base.
1: Yes, so if you're currently in receipt of a Centrelink benefit, you may be entitled to a NIECE payment for nine months.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners ready to apply. How, How can I apply and when's the next course running?
1: Okay, so the best thing to do is to give us a call at the Hunter Region Business Hub. Our number is three six We've got an information session coming up on the 6th of March at 10.30. That's a free session and it's an intro to small business and the NICE program. So lots of great information. And we have two NICE courses coming up in the next couple of months. The first one is the 20th of March. And that is a seven-week course, one day a week here in Curry. So that's great for people who are living up the valley or out Dungog Way, where it's a bit harder to travel. And then we have on the twenty-third of April a five-week full-time course here at Curry. Great.
0: Well, thanks very much for your time again. Just just that phone number again for people.
1: Yep, yes, it's four nine three six
0: Thank you very much, Kimberly. We'll have a chat with you again another time. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Kimberly-Claire Campbell there with a great idea of starting a small business. And yes, I've certainly been involved in that NICE program over the years. It's one of the best programs and the government continues to support it, which is fantastic. Time to have a chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina.
2: Good afternoon, Julian. How's everything today?
0: Everything's fine today. And you've just been to an exciting uh, three-day Singularity University Australia summit.
2: Yes, I have. So on the back of um, being in Singularity uh, in in San Francisco last December, um, I was very fortunate to be involved um, in the Singularity Australia summit, which has just taken place over the last three days um, in Sydney, and some some amazing things keep coming out um you know new information that keeps coming but the the big message i think and the big message isn't so different to what it's been but the methodologies and the and the tactics that we use to get there um keep changing but it's the courage and the bravery of entrepreneurs of business owners um that the focus is really on so it's that it's that conviction and the courage to try something But it's also actually having the conviction in the belief, uh, Mm. in something bigger than what your business is, something bigger than what, who you are personally. And it's all about legacy. So we're kind of moving away into, um, away from, you know, the, the traditional capitalistic, um, how much profit can we make mentality coming at it from a what legacy do we want to leave? And believe mm. it or not, we've mentioned it before. Yeah. When you come at it from that perspective, the profits are actually bigger.
0: Well, one of the things I've been reading about with uh, entrepreneurs particularly is now we're very focused, they're very focused on, or we're very focused on uh, change, wanting to make that change no matter what.
2: Yeah, that's right. And making it, you know, I mean, there's a there's a saying that says, "Be the change that you want to see." You know, but mm. people, everybody goes, "Oh, we're going to create change," but nobody actually wants to change themselves. Mm. So we go, Let, "Let's change homelessness," but what do we each physically do weekly? to change homelessness for somebody else, you know, and I don't mean giving someone a home because we actually haven't asked homeless people what they want. Well, they you know, there's a, there's a lot of things, a lot of things in assumptions where we go, well, we assume that a homeless person will want somebody to live, but in fact, a homeless person doesn't want you to give them, or some of the research suggests that a homeless person doesn't want to, doesn't want you to give them the place to live. They want you to, they want a place to have a shower, help with a CV, somewhere they can get some decent clothing so they can go and apply for a job we immediately think homeless, you know, let's supply housing, but sometimes that's not the case.
0: Yeah, and of course um, the same thing applies to business. We, we need to ask the customers what they want rather than trying to solve it for them.
2: That's right. And it, um, I'll just run you through some interesting things yeah. that, that came out of, um, out of the conference. So there's a, an organization called Creative Commons. Um, and they're taking on, you know, how the Big Four used to automatically refer to the banks. You know, we've we've actually got the Big Four now with Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Apple. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of organisations actually taking on the Big Four. So what Creative Commons have done. So you know how often in a in I mean it happens um, in Newcastle. We have a we have a buy local. New, renew Newcastle, set up you know the, yep. the artisans and everything. So we have this buy local mentality. If we can, well, there's a there's an online platform, um, and they're they're taking on the Amazons um, of the world, and they're creating sites where you can buy local. So we could potentially go to a Newcastle online site and only buy local online product mm. from our area. Mm. Um, there's some other new thinking around. There's an organisation called Uterra and it's called, it's named after the traditional spelling of utopia, which is E-U-T-O-P-I-A, but it's kind of just come down to U-T-O-P-I-A. Mm. So utopia and terror, meaning the earth. And what this organization is trying to do is get, is to get, um, places like the barrier reef, like glaciers, even trees, um, recognized as almost people that have got rights. And that way we can track them. They're actually putting them, now this is going to sound a bit, a bit, far-fetched, I guess, because we don't actually understand blockchain yet, but you can track the barrier reef, say, through the blockchain to find out whether it still exists, what damage is being done to it, how much money is being raised for it, um, how much care is being attributed to it. So there's a, a, there's a group working on a system where you can actually put a tree, for example, on blockchain and go back and check in two months whether somebody's chopped it down or not. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a whole opening up of Thinking around. So, what we're used to at the moment is everyone talks about AI and automation. Um, just and just we, tell our
0: listeners what AI is. Just remind them.
2: So artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, robotics. Um, you know, anything that's autonomous. Uh, that whole automation um, of systems. So we've had this big fear about job losses around um, what's going to happen when everything is automated, et cetera. But there were some interesting stats presented, and, and clearly we don't have enough time to go into the stats themselves in depth. But countries like Spain and Greece, who have got the highest unemployment rate, have got the lowest rate of automation. Mm-hmm. The United States, where there's a, there's an increasing, um, increasing move to automation, have had no job losses, for quite, for, I think it's the last 19 surveys that they've done. So,
1: mm.
2: and, and I was fortunate enough to have a drive in the, in the um, uh, autonomous vehicle that's being tested at Olympic Park. And when you think about the jobs that were created in order for that to be happening, you know, and mm. because it, there was a comment from somebody that said, oh, you know, the poor bus driver that would have driven this bus is now out of work. But then when you think about all the people that have been employed to make this possible... Um, you go, well, there really is a lot of... What it is, is there's a shift away from the jobs that we're used to into new jobs. Different types of jobs,
0: and that's probably always been the case over the last 50 years too.
2: That's right, absolutely correct. And and what we need to do is just get it out of our heads that we will, you know... I mean, most people have got it out of their heads that you will have one career or that you will... I mean, it's just continuous learning, you know. We will continuously learn, continuously adapt to the changes that are going on, and that's how we will deal with... So, you know, it'd be really good to get rid of this mindset of fear around and fear with job losses and, and where's the world going to go um, and start thinking in abundance rather than the scarcity.
0: Right. Well, I've had uh, five job changes in my life, so, uh, and this is one of them. And uh, yep. we've, we've run out of time today, so uh, we'll have a chat a bit more next week.
2: Love to. Look forward to it, Julian. Have Thank a great week.
0: You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with, from Ideation at Work. Some great ideas come from... Uh, Singularity University Australia Summit. Well, we've got time for uh, one of our Harvard Business Review tips. It's uh, just gone 29 minutes to two. Six steps to sizing up a negotiation. And Of course, it doesn't matter whether we're in business or just uh, our general lives. We're often involved in negotiations, aren't we? Pre-negotiation homework requires that you understand the interests and positions of the opposite side. Just as critical as understanding and qualifying your side's position. Here are six steps for pairing data with the negotiation points you are trying to win. Firstly, understand the big picture number that you are trying to achieve. Secondly, set low and high values for each quantifiable negotiation point. Thirdly, develop likely and unlikely scenarios to reality check your assumptions. Fourthly, re negotiation points based on those scenarios. Then fifth, total quantifiable points to see how they compare to the big picture. And finally, sixth, make adjustments that will help you win the aggregate, not just a specific point. So it's often challenging going into negotiations, but with a lot of homework, we can probably make sure we get a good win-win outcome. And one of the other ones we've got from Harvard Business Review that, um is one that we get involved in sometimes. Make difficult conversations less daunting. Difficult conversations are inevitable, but if you manage them properly, you can keep your relationships intact. First, don't think of the conversation as difficult. You'll only feel nervous and upset. Instead, frame it in a positive and less binary way. You're not giving negative feedback. You're having a constructive conversation about development. It can help to jot down key points beforehand, but don't write a script. Try to see the other person's point of view. Ask yourself, what is the problem? And what does the other person think is the problem? If you aren't sure, acknowledge that you don't know and ask. Then deliver the tough news in a courageous, honest and fair way. Just don't play victim. The worst thing you can do is to ask for sympathy by saying things like, "I feel so bad about saying this," or "This is really hard for me to do." Those so some good points there, isn't it? Sometimes we do have those difficult conversations. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Particularly, we've looked at it with uh, Kimberly Claire Campbell from the Hunter region business hub there about starting a small business and the government program that can help you and you can contact them on 4936 2557 and, and in a moment jane klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favorites next week we're going to visit the tax world with tony vidray from av chartered accountants we'll have a chat with uh, christina about innovation and have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business I'd love your company again for business, the law, and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Socrates once said, the secret of change is to focus on all your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle.